Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. A few weeks ago, I asked around on Facebook the number of tabs that my friends had open at the time. I got answers like 500 on their phone and 20 on their computer, 50 across 5 to 6 windows, 4 to 5, 16, 3, 80 across 9 windows, 2, 4, 7, 45, 112 over 17 windows. And when I was asking, I had about 70 across 12 windows, although since then I've reduced a lot of those. Oftentimes, these episodes are just as much about helping me as they are about helping you guys. Clearly, a lot of people use their browsers in a lot of different ways. Now, one thing that was fairly apparent to me is that my more neurodiverse friends tended to be those people that had the most tabs. Although, to be clear, having too many tabs isn't just a neurodiverse problem. Anyone can easily find themselves overwhelmed by tabs. Today, we're going to be looking into this. We're going to be exploring why we tend to have so many tabs open, what that does to our brain, and then some of the ways we can work on reducing that number. If you'd like to follow along with the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash too many tabs. Before we get started, I also wanted to share with you the trailer for the newest podcast joining the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network, ADHD Diversified with MJ Siemens. This is looking to be a great podcast, so I hope you enjoy. ADHD Diversified, take one. Welcome to... Coming soon to... And take two. Hey, get the dog out of here! Okay. I think I've got it this time. Are you ready? Coming soon to the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network, ADHD Diversified. Hosted by a Canadian-born Asian with ADHD. But if we're getting really specific, a Filipino-Canadian. Oh wait, that's me. Hey everyone, I'm your host, MJ, and I'm so excited to be launching this podcast. Or rather, I'm very excited. (laughs) Anyway, here's what to expect. We'll talk about the relatable quirks and hilarities that can come with having ADHD and even dive into some challenging subject matter, like the unique experiences that come with being a visible minority with ADHD, different perceptions of ADHD and mental health in different communities, and how different coping mechanisms have been developed for every individual ADHDer in their similar yet such unique experiences. From short stories and skits with a bit of humor to in-depth conversations with other like-wired brains, this will be the podcast that opens up fun and exciting exchanges while bringing some of those tougher discussions to light. If you want to know more about us, have a topic idea, or want to share your unique ADHD story, visit us at ADHDdiversified.ca. There, you can also find the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan, and Hacking Your ADHD with Will Kerr. Oh, and I'm not the only one to be launching a new podcast. Keep your eyes open and your ears ready for the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Mabin. 
you can find them linked on the ADHD Diversified website. Go to ADHDdiversified.ca to find out more. You can join all of us for a monthly live Q&A every second Tuesday of the month. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash events to register. All that being said, I'm so glad you're here and thanks for listening. With some seriousness mixed in with a bit of playfulness, we hope you'll tune in to ADHD Diversified as we diversify the voices and experiences of ADHD. All right, and with that, keep on listening to find out what you can do about all those tabs. Often, we try and treat our tabs as an extension of our working memory. As a reminder, our working memory is just a form of memory that allows us to temporarily hold a limited amount of info at the ready. We can kind of think of it like a whiteboard. Everything we've got on the whiteboard we have access to, but we can only get so much stuff up there before we have to start erasing to make room for new information. And that can be a really good use of tabs and why they've become so popular. I mean, right now I've got tabs open so I can have the definition of working memory handy, and another tab open that has my pre-write material, and another tab open with my to-do list on them. By having those tabs open, I can offload some of what I would otherwise just keep in my brain. But that only works when I just have a few tabs open. What happens when we open more and more tabs? As we overload our brains, we tend to forget things. We get irritable and tired, and we can slow down. But our browser isn't going to get irritable, and it's only going to forget things if it crashes. Although that is certainly something that can happen when we have too many tabs open. But we're not really worried about our browser here. Because here's the thing. Tabs aren't really an extension of our working memory. We're not completely offloading them from our mental strain. We're just letting them sit as open loops. As a reminder from last week, open loops are unfinished tasks that still need you to do something to mark them as done. And often we leave tabs open because we still need it for something. I leave tabs open for things I might need to reference again, or I might leave a tab open for an article I want to read, or I might just leave a tab open for something I don't want to have to reopen again. The point is that I always have some sort of justification for having those tabs open. They need my attention for some reason or another. But then, every time I open up my browser, all those tabs get just a little bit of my attention. I see all those things that I'm supposed to be doing something about. This can be a problem because I've only got so much attention to go around. And we might be saying that, well, it's in another tab. If that tab isn't open, it isn't vying for my attention. My browser's just functioning as my to-do list? Well, just like email isn't a good task manager, your browser isn't a good task manager either. When we see all those tabs, there's no clear indication of what we should be working on next. Instead, we've got a mishmash of crap that we're continuously adding onto. We leave these tabs as open loops as a way for us to try and keep something running in the background so that we can get back to them when we have time. But sometime isn't on my calendar. And if it's not on my calendar, then I'm probably not going to get to it. So a better strategy here is, instead of just leaving a tab open, if it's important, do it the service of actually creating it as a to-do in your list. Often, my surplus of tabs comes from me doing one thing, but seeing a link to something else that looks interesting. I'll be reading an article, and throughout the article, there'll be four or five links to other articles that relate. Well, maybe I want to read those too. Oh, but I'm going to be good. I'm going to stay on task. I'm going to keep reading this article first. But, so I don't forget, I'll just right-click and open those up in a new tab. This is just FOMO, that fear of missing out. 
that I won't read something that looks important. Or rather, more often, this comes from an aspirational place. I see something that seems like it would be a good thing for me to read or watch. But, well, I'm just not in the mood right now. I'm tired, and I just want to mindlessly scroll Reddit for a bit. I just don't have the capacity to really engage with something right now. So I'll put it in a new tab, and I'll save it for when I'm in the mood for it. I mean, I won't label it or anything. I'll just hope that I happen to remember that I have that one-hour video of Brandon Sanderson giving a lecture on writing when I'm in the mood to listen to a one-hour lecture. Yeah, I probably should just close that tab, because that mood's just not coming, is it? Look, there is nothing wrong with having aspirational things that you want to do. But leaving them in tabs isn't the right way to follow them. For one, waiting for inspiration to strike rarely works. And two, man, we've got ADHD. I have so many interests that leaving things in tabs like that is going to lead me to having 500 tabs of things that I really want to do, but I'm never going to get to. And that's super overwhelming. It spreads me too thin to ever really follow any of those passions. So our question to think about with all these tabs is, are they actually important to us? Are they actually worth our time? Are they worth saving? One thing that we have to recognize is that we're never going to have time for everything. Over 2.2 million new books are published every year. More than 2.75 million blog posts are made every day. And more than 500 hours of content are uploaded to YouTube every minute. Yeah, that last one. 500 hours per minute. There is simply no way that we could ever keep up with everything. It's literally a physical impossibility. And I didn't even talk about other media types like television, podcasts, or social media. And to be fair, we don't actually want to watch or listen to everything. Just consuming media 24-7 would be a pretty boring life. And we're not even interested in everything that comes out. We're probably not even interested in most of the things that come out. Nonetheless, when we pare down to just the few things we're interested in reading, watching, or listening, there often is just still too much. And there's really not many great solutions here, because we're not going to have more time. So instead, what we have to work on is accepting that, well, yeah, I don't get to see everything, and that's okay. I recently heard of an interesting improv game where you have about 10 people, and all you try to do is try and come up with a movie that everyone in the group has seen. It sounds super simple and easy. But what quickly becomes apparent during the game is that while eight of the people have seen Jurassic Park, two others haven't. And the point of this game for improv is to help drive across the idea that what's an obvious reference to you might not be so for someone else, and that we all come to things with different experiences. In our case, I think this is a great reminder that we're not really missing out if we haven't seen or read everything. Even those big memes that seem to be everywhere don't reach everyone. I mean, I can guarantee you there's at least one person listening to this podcast who hasn't seen the Gundam-style music video, despite the fact that there have been nearly 4 billion views on YouTube for it. Yeah, that's billion with a B. That's a lot of people, but it's still only half the population of the planet. So don't think of it as something you've missed. Think of it as a future opportunity to see something amazing. is part of me that just says, just get a browser that doesn't support tabs, or at least download an extension that prevents new tabs from opening. But that's really not going to help the problem. I'd just have oodles of windows instead. And being able to switch between looking at a few things at once is actually really useful. I mean, I recently saw a book wheel from 300 years ago that helped researchers keep seven books open at once. So this isn't even a new idea. Tabs help us synthesize and combine information in different ways. Like, I love having multiple tabs open when I'm doing online shopping. Being able to switch through the tabs allows me to easily compare what I'm looking at and figure out what I actually want. 
and they're great while I'm doing research because I can open a new tab without losing my place on the page I'm currently on, or using it to quickly look up a definition. What the problem is, is having too many tabs for too many different things. One solution that I used to use was something called a tab limiter. Now, this was a number of years ago, so I don't remember which one I used, but a popular tab limiter now is Xtab, which is a browser extension that lets you set the maximum number of tabs you're allowed to keep open on your browser. Once you hit that limit, it'll close the least access tab currently open. Now, that last part was kind of horrifying for me, so that's kind of why I eventually got rid of it. Although while researching this episode, I did find a newer option simply called Tab Limiter with Q, that instead of closing old tabs when you're over the limit, instead puts the new tab in a queue to open once you manually close those old tabs. It's a bit of a workaround, but it's still something that doesn't really mesh with my workflow. When I'm trying to get things done and need tab assistance, I don't want to be particularly worried about what I'm opening and what needs to get closed. But these might be good options for you. Another part of this problem I see is that I don't always get to finish what I'm working on in one session. And when I come back to my computer, I might not immediately be coming back to work on that thing. For example, I could be working on an episode in the morning, but when I come back to my computer in the afternoon, I might need to be focused on working on something else. And while I could just leave all those tabs open, that's where the clutter really starts to build up. What can help with this, then, is a tab manager, which is just an extension on your browser that can help you keep control of your tabs. Now, there are a lot of different tab managers out there that you can use, so I'm only going to talk about a few of the more popular ones. Let's start off with one tab. Once this is installed in your browser, all you have to do is click on the one tab icon in the top right corner, and it will condense all the tabs in that window into a list of URLs in a new tab. From there, you have the options of opening all the tabs again, or opening them one at a time, or even sharing that page of the links with someone else. Another option is the extension Toby, which functions essentially the same as one tab, but instead of a list of URLs, it creates a page with all the links in card view. From there, you can move around the order of the tabs, get rid of some, or open the list. Additionally, you can easily move tabs from one group to another, which is a great way to organize groups of tabs that you want to open up again later. So you could have a group of tabs that you use for one set of workflows. Like when I'm posting a new episode, there are about five tabs that are useful to have open. I could create that list and then have it ready to open every time I'm getting ready to post. Additionally, and this applies for one tab too, you can create names for these lists of links that you have, so that you have a good idea of what each set of links is related to. Alright, and finally, there's also a manager called Cluster that has the same features as OneTab and Toby. Its main difference is it groups the windows a little differently, and doesn't really have an option to condense everything down in one click of a button. It does have a nifty feature to automatically sort your tabs by type, but overall I found Cluster to be a little bit more on the technical side. Personally, I've been playing around with using Toby. While both OneTab and Cluster offer basically the same service, I found Toby to be the easiest for me to navigate and use, although OneTab is a close second. And before we finish up here, just a word about using tab managers. They are definitely not the first tool we want to reach for when we're trying to get our tabs under control. In a lot of senses, tab managers can amplify the problem because they let you open more and more tabs that you can just file away to look at later. For me, what I found helpful is using them to suspend things that I don't have time to finish right then, but I'm definitely going to come back to. So this might be a few articles that I'm reading while researching a new episode, or it might be a bunch of tabs I have open while I'm shopping. Whereas when I have more aspirational things, like lists of articles I want to read, or videos I want to watch, I don't try and fit them in with my tab manager because, well, they can quickly become overwhelming and just become a huge list of things I'm never going to look at. Thank you. 
Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. 1. We tend to try and use tabs as an extension of our working memory. But as we open more and more tabs, we stretch those mental resources thinner and thinner, and it becomes overwhelming to figure out what we need to take care of next. 2. One of the reasons we open so many tabs is that we're afraid of missing something, be it an article to read, a video to watch, or just something in our social media feed. Our brains tell us that not only do we want to see it all, we have to. Unfortunately, we're never going to see everything, so we've got to work on being choosier about what we focus our attention on and be okay with missing some things. 3. We can install extensions into our browser to help limit the number of tabs we have open, or install a tab manager to help keep better track of everything we have open. If you'd like to see the show notes or find links to anything I mentioned this episode, just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash too many tabs. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hacking Your ADHD, or you can leave me a question over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. And if you want, I can even try and answer that question on the air. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best thing you can do is tell a friend an episode you think they'd like. You could also leave me a rating or review on your podcast player, or you can support me directly by supporting my Patreon and getting some cool perks. Just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. The ADHD Rewired Podcast Network also has some other great shows you might want to check out. ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers features in-depth interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts. And ADHD Essentials with Brendan Mahan also has great interviews, but has more of a family focus. So if you're a parent with ADHD or have a kid with ADHD, definitely check that one out. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, I do a live Q&A with Eric and Brendan every second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to register for the next one, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. I'm afraid to tell everyone, but I've just been diagnosed with the dreaded peekaboo virus. They say I'm going to have to be transferred to the ICU. (laughs) 